Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This is Kitty up on this Wednesday morning. Great to have your company right across the country. It's 10.44 in the east, but we're very lucky to have Vicky Leonard in the studios of uh, the SEN um, building here in Melbourne because Vicky is here for the Asian Racing Conference, but she is the brainchild and uh, the person behind Kick Up for Racing, which is a organisation that should be close to everyone's hearts if they love the sport of thoroughbred racing because, as we mentioned before on a few times on this show, Vicky and her team at Kick Up for Racing are fighting the good fight. Vicky, hello to you. You can probably explain it best. Um, what inspired you to um, get kick up for racing up and about? I mean, it started off, you know, a long time ago, actually, six years ago when I was finishing off my MBA. It was the first time I'd sort of been exposed to the huge amount of negativity around horse racing. Uh, a lot of these people, you know, they're smart, they're academic, but they yeah. they were had these preconceived ideas and this misinformation about the industry that was just blatantly untrue. From there, uh, I was at Arrowfield at the time and, and, and John Massara commissioned a piece of work to be done over Cup Week about perception in the industry and it revealed some pretty terrible um, standards that we were allowing to be to be spoken about about our industry. Um, but it took sort of for me to go out on my own with my marketing company, Kit Collective. Um, for the team there, we've got a, a young team, there's sort of 15 in the group and, mm -hmm. and of those, you know, most are in their 20s. Um, nearly all of them actually found horse racing without being brought up in it and being, you know, working in horse racing and having to go to social events around cup week, the team were just getting absolutely bashed about and they were feeling like a lot of their friends and a lot of their family didn't know horse racing. So they were the ones really copping it. And we sat down after cup week that year and in, in 2020 and, and said, well, what, what can we be doing? Like what's the most tangible thing that would help you in those situations? Yeah. And they said, the problem is, you know, we're not, it's not that we, um, it's not that we don't defend the industry. The problem is, is that we can't go back with accurate information and accurate statistics because it's just not available. Like, uh, to go and find information on what happens to the slow horses, it's not published. Um, information about, you know, how the mortality rate in the Melbourne Cup has been highly abnormal for horse racing. That information, no, none of that was available. So we decided to, to create a very tangible product, like, so it's, it sort of lives yep. on the website that answers a lot of the common concerns and a lot of the questions with peer-reviewed statistical arguments. They're all uh, vet from information from veterinary journals, and we've synthesised that into a place that people can go to find out the real truth and the real information. All right, then I'll give you an example. So if you've got a mate who is going out on a date and he's talking to the girl and um, or their partner and they're going out um, for their first date and... Um, the person involved says, I love horse racing and she or he goes, well, I'm not dating you because I think horse racing is a disgrace. What would your advice be for that person's response? So it's really important, first of all, to work out what their value system is because yeah. um, that determines how you reply. So we always start with and, and tell people to have ask two questions because you've got to know what you're dealing with. Yeah. So the first question is, uh, why do you think that? And so you can have a massive range of answers from that. Now, it could be that... 
they uh, are vegan who doesn't agree with the use of animals in any capacity, in which case that's completely their right. Yeah. And I would say you're not going to ever convince that person that <laughs> horse racing is suitable. So don't worry about it. Yeah. Just move on, right? But if the, you know, the answer is that, oh, well, you know, I don't agree with you using animals for money, but yet they smashed a steak for dinner. Well, then you know that, okay, they're okay with uh, raising animals to be killed, to be eaten, but they're not okay with animals being killed as athletes, you know, sorry, yeah. coming in and, you know, and being used as athletes. And then the other thing is asking if they've got a pet, um, because if they're okay with animals being used as a companion, then they should be okay with animals being treated beautifully yeah. to be used as athletes. So first thing is finding out what their value system is, and that really helps sort of quantify what approach you take. The second thing is, where does your information come from? So if they say, look, you know, I had, you know, my, my grandfather had a horse and, you know, 20 years ago and it ended up at the knackery, then you can obviously discuss how things have changed, how there's been a, a huge push for rehoming and bring up the, the article, What Happens to the Slow Horses, where we go into the fact that, you know, 45% of fillies end up back in the breeding population. You know, it goes right into all the statistics of where the horses end up. And the actual statistic is that there's 2% that are unaccounted for. Mm -hmm. So whilst we need to find out what's happening to that 2%, it's very much not, not the, the perception that's out there about what actually happens to our slow horses. So those two questions are what I recommend you start the conversation with, is why do you think that? And then um, where does your information come mm -hmm. from? And then that'll really, you know... A, show your approach of how to address it. Are we winning the battle because we, we missed the start in, in, if you want to put a racing analogy, we've missed the start with the new generation by about 20 lengths um, on social media with the algorithms that they've been able to establish. With kick up, are we starting to um, peak back that margin? I think we can. Like we're only just new. I mean, we started in October last yep. year, so we've still got a long way to go, but I can see us having a, a massive impact quite quickly. We're putting majority of our energy into building commu our community. So that's on Facebook. It's called Kick Up For Racing. So if you want to join it, jump in there. But what we're going to be using the community for is to be rallying the, the weight behind our social media efforts. So the way that social media algorith algorithms work for people out there that don't know is that it feeds you the so social media channels. So whether it's Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, it'll feed you what you like to see. Yep. So if you're someone who, who, you know, who loves horse racing, you'll get a lot of horse racing con content. So if you're a, a person who's anti-racing, you get fed a lot of anti-racing content. One of the great things about what we can do is we can completely disrupt that algorithm because mm. when we get trolled by the activists, our content then pops up on their followers' pages. Yep. And these people wouldn't have, they would never have seen the counter-argument and the real balanced view of what actually happens in the industry. So I think we can make a lot of traction back quite quickly. One of the other reasons is because a lot of uh, influencers, you know, for want of a better yeah. term, or, or B-grade celebrities, have really jumped on the bandwagon of supporting the Nup to the Cup movement and, and using Cup Week as a chance to show their animal rights movement yeah. and how good their values are in that <laughs> way. But it's based on nothing. So as soon as we start to make that a shaky pedestal that they stand on, by suddenly, you know, when they put up something and we question it and go, why do you think that? Or say, when they say horse racing is cruel and we put up an argument about our, our, our piece that's yeah. got peer-reviewed pieces on how horse racing is not cruel, um, then we can start to win that back. And, yeah. and I think once we make that pedestal they stand on quite shaky, it won't be so cool to be posting negative horse racing no. things around Cup Week anymore. Well, we're going to do this, I've just blown my mind up. Um, we're going to have a weekly segment kick up for racing because I think it's, for us people, our um, 
I'm not saying I'm necessarily young, but uh, if you've got a great passion, love for the game, we need to continue to fight the fight and tell the stories and how we can um, tell our friends how we can handle this situation. Are the racing body supporting it? Yeah, so we're really quite passionate about remaining independent. Yeah. Um, there's a few reasons for that. One being that um, we don't want to be seen as a propaganda machine for the yeah. for the principal racing authorities. Um, but the other reason is too is by remaining independent, we can actually be quite edgy. We can try new things. We can pivot quickly. Yeah. We can try something out, and if it doesn't work, we can switch it up and go another way. So we've put a call to um, a sort of call to arms uh, out to the industry. For, for sponsorships, which will help us achieve our goals along the way. But um, to date, you know, I've just really, it's been, it's been a, a lot of work driven by volunteers, including people like Tanita Valor at Godolphin. Yeah. And um, the guys in my kit collective team have really thrown themselves into it. But uh, we've now got two staff on board that are just looking after kick up. And then as we roll into Cup Week, because Cup Week is where 98% of Australians, the only time that they do care yeah. about racing and want to jump on the negativity, so we really are focusing our efforts to take that on. And we plan to have a sort of social media army of, a, of 20 or 30 people on for that fortnight, mm. really jumping in, finding where the negativity is coming from and re responding with accurate information. You're a star, Vicky. So Kick Up for Racing, the website there. Uh, yeah, so it's just kickup.com.au. Yeah. Um, but on social channels, uh, you can follow us at Kick Up for Racing. We'll get a team together. Maybe we'll be outside of Flemington as well. Um, and... <laughs> fighting the good fight and spreading the right messages awesome. because it's not fair. So many people that care about this game and love their animal and for them to be misrepresented by some parts of society, I think it's wrong. It doesn't matter what um, industry that you're in. I think you, you got to make sure that people get the right messages. Absolutely. Um, good on you, Vic. Thanks very much for your help and coming in and um, keep doing what you're doing. Thank and we'll you. catch up with you around the corner. No doubt about that. Cheers. We'll take a quick break and we'll come back and wrap up. Giddy up on this uh, Wednesday morning.